name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon, and I'm here to give you the Empire Season 2, Episode 1 spoiler. But I gotta be honest with you, man. I just watched this episode. It really, for all intents and purposes, it was my first experience with Empire. And I gotta say this. I know I'm gonna sound like 50 Cent. I know 50 Cent stay hating on Empire. And I can't lie, I'm gonna be right there with him. This this ain't even real Empire music. Let me give y'all some real Empire music. Now that's what I call an empire, the Imperial Empire, straight out of Star Wars. <laughs> Man, let me stop playing with y'all today and kick this empire music back on. Before we kick off this empire spoiler, I want to thank our sponsors, Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. I want to thank TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road in Hempstead, Georgia. I also want to thank Urban Pro Weekly. You can add them on Facebook. As a matter of fact, go to Facebook right now, type in Urban Pro Weekly in the search engine, and check out the online edition every week. You will see that Making a Difference is represented in that publication. So let's jump into this Empire spoiler. I watched this show, and to be real with you, I mean, (laughs) I can't call it anything but a train wreck. I know there are some Empire fans that are listening in. I know some of you all were really looking forward to what I had to say, you know, about this sitcom, about this empire, if you will. I'll I'll, I'll say this first and foremost, just to kind of set the stage. Like y'all, I am tired of this. I am tired of people who say things, you know, when you when we talk about shows like Empire, when we talk about shows like Scandal, and a lot of times the first thing out of folk mouth is, these shows make black people look bad. Like, I understand the intent of when people try to say that, but understand that we're individuals. Like, it seems like we're the only race of people. We're the only group wherein if somebody does something wrong, it's like it looks down on the entire race. And that doesn't happen really with anyone else. You know, I think about the kid, like the guy who shot up the movie theater in Colorado. Did that guy make all white people look bad? Does Donald Trump make all white people look bad? <laughs> Some of y'all might be shaking y'all head, yeah, yeah, and I understand that. But, you, but y'all get the, the general point of what I'm trying to make. Conversely, with us, it's like, oh, man, you know, Terrence Howard's making us look bad. So I, I, I really, you know, wish and, and hope that we can get away from that, that idea that, you know, certain things or certain uh, programs make black people look bad for the thousandth time. We are not monolithic. And when I say that, I mean we're not, you know, victims of groupthink. As a as a people, as a community, I mean we have varying thoughts on, you know, politics, on health and wellness, how we get our news, look, how we how we cook our chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like what whatever it is, we're we're different, we're unique. Like respect that. Um that that individuality, you know, really has been, I mean, it's it's been commercialized, man. So like, re- respect us as a group of people for having various interests. I know some people love Empire. Some people don't love it. But either way, people are talking about it. I mean, even myself, you know, making a difference as a broadcast where we primarily talk about what? Politics, news, you know, health and wellness, sports. You know, we really don't get into entertainment like this. But, you know, the streets are talking about it. So, you know, look, my, my wife was talking about it. My wife was like, I'm, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch this. Do you want to watch it with me? 
And I said, you know, whatever, man, you know, sit down. You know, a beautiful woman's telling you, you know, she just want to watch a show with you. I, I can respect that. But, man, I sat down about 40, 45 minutes in. I couldn't take no more, man. So, y'all had to, to excuse me if my preview might get cut off a little bit. I had to fill in the rest, you know. But um, let me uh, let me speak to this. Um, you know, in you know, considering that you know the idea that these shows make black black people look bad, taking that out of the equation, y'all know something? This show makes black people look bad. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Lee Daniels first and foremost. Lee Daniels, you know, Lee Daniels of, of uh, the Butler fame, and you know, he's a, a director, producer, all of these great things. I I understand what happens. You know, with with so many, you know, uh, uh, so much of what we do in entertainment is that first season when you have a hit on your hands. A lot of times you don't know how to build off of it. And so I, I saw that dynamic happening with Lee Daniels last night. So he said, you know, what we're going to do for the season premiere. We're just going to make this thing a train wreck. And when you can't to me, when you can't simulate or you can't sustain or recreate drama, what you do is you create. Um. I use the term suckery. I really didn't want to say suckery, but and I mean y'all can y'all can fill in, but <laughs> I mean that and that's that's really what I saw from this thing. Um, just a, a quick review, you know, of, of last season. I really won't delve into it too much because, like I said, I'm I'm really just jumping into this empire thing. But the uh, the title character, uh, Lucius Lyons, uh, is in, uh, went to prison, and if I'm not mistaken, this is three months after he went to jail. So we come into this episode. And there's a rally that's being held, um, a free, uh, free Lucius rally. Now, it's one thing to have a free Lucius rally. I mean, look, we we saw this thing. You know, it's a, it was almost like a parody of the R. Kelly situation. Hey, look, I get it. But did we really have to invoke Black Lives Matter with this free Lucius rally? I mean, did that actually have to happen? And not only to try to invoke Black Lives Matter and try to draw on that theme, but to me, really spit in the face of Black Lives Matter. I thought Lee Daniels did that yesterday. I I don't know if anybody else has said that, but I'm going to say it here on Making a Difference. I really didn't like the depiction um, of Black Lives Matter, and I, and I didn't like the players who were involved in it. I mean, to have a serious movement, to invoke a serious movement, and to have someone come down in a cage in a gorilla suit. I mean, that's that's so insensitive. And that's that's so lazy. And of course, uh, for you all who, who watch it, you all know, um, Cookie came down. Uh, she was, um, I guess, uh, you know, uh, rappled down in, the, in this cage. And so she takes off this, uh, gr you know, gorilla mask. And she said, and, you know, she makes this speech about, you know, black men in jail and, and, and all of this. But it... It really missed the mark, and it really just as 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 someone who understands number one the importance of Black Lives Matter, but number two to understand that people not only you know the conservative right, but people in the, even in the Black community, like you know in, in some instances older African Americans that just don't understand either either don't understand Black Lives Matter or will try to compare it with the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, this is a huge miss. Um, to tack on that, to have the players, um, in the form of, you know, Al Sharpton and Don Lemon, you know, as basically playing themselves, which 
I mean, that, that was an irony in and of itself. It's, it's almost as if, you know, those two individuals, I mean, they are heavily criticized in the black community and rightfully so, but it's almost as if they get it. Like they understand, you know, black folk don't really take them seriously at this point. And it's sad because they are figures who are out in front. You know, a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot of people. I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. They are in a position uh, in the media where they are seen. And in the case of uh, Reverend Sharpton, he's in a position where, you know, when people get in trouble, he's one of those individuals that that shows up. And I mean, he he showed he showed up in this in this Empire episode, and you know, really it, the whole thing, this whole you know, free Lucius rally. I mean, it was it was such a caricature um, of, of Black Lives Matter. And it was, I mean, it was very, uh, very, very disappointing. Almost like you know. They were yucking it up for laughs, and I, I just really didn't like that. I thought it was a, a very serious issue um, that they that they that they played with and that they disrespected. So we go from this makeshift Black Lives Matter um, rally, and let's let's get into the reasoning behind the rally. The reason for this rally is not because um, you know Cookie cares for Luscious and wants to get Luscious. Uh, excuse me, Lucius, Lucius, Lucius out of jail, but she is trying to get the, get empire for herself. So in order to, and, and, and you'll see it during the course of this, of, uh, of this episode that cookie and, you know, some of the other lines are trying to engage in this hostile takeover. So you have a black owned business and you have a, African-American woman who's trying to take over this business. So who does she get to help take over this business? Y'all gonna love this. If y'all haven't seen (laughs) it, she gets a a woman named Mimi Whiteman. Huh? Did this really happen? So you're going to take over a black owned business, a hostile takeover. You, you feel like you, you know, you have the right to that business. I get it. Cool. But you're going to solicit the help of not Mr. Whiteman, but Mrs. Whiteman to, um, to, to basically front the cost. I, I really, y'all know how I am, man, here on making a difference. Like for the, the gorilla joint, I mean, that right there, I could have easily just turned the channel. But between that and the and the white man, like it's like you're slapping me in the face with it. Just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Empire is one of these shows, man, where you would expect, you know, one of these like hilarious yet profound comedians to step up. You know, every once in a while, you know, Cat Williams get on that tip. You know, definitely somebody like a Dave Chappelle. You know, somebody who will just wild out. I'm going to tell you a dude who will probably have a lot to say about Empire. Somebody like Chris Rock, man. I mean, Chris Rock has done so many great, you know, things. Uh, you know, Chris Rock had his own show. You know, he's always, you know, he always has these, like, comedy specials where, you know, he's talking about the black community. What? What? Man, you mean to tell me Chris Rock on this show? Hey, don't play with me, man. Man, Chris Rock is not on Empire. And if he was, man, I can tell you right now, Chris Rock will be the type of dude, you know, he's going to be playing like a rival music exec 
you know, he might be somebody's attorney. Chris Rock would be the type dude that'd be trying to get Lucius out of jail, man. Like, who who is this guy playing? They got Chris Rock in here as a as a gangster? Man, stop playing, man. This ain't even Chris Rock right now. Dude's humor is so, like, to the point, he's almost like an activist with it, man. Had his own show. I mean, I'm looking for him and Chappelle to get one of these old days to get on tour, man, and just, like, tear it down. You mean they got Chris Rock in here playing, a, like, a gangster? Like an OG? Like, running the crack house? Chris Rock? <sighs> Boy. Well, y'all, y'all have, y'all have done, a, y'all have made a mess. Y'all have made a mess. Chris Rocking <laughs> Empire, y'all. I'm telling y'all, man, this thing is a train wreck. Matter of fact, the name, what's the name of this episode? The Devils Are Here? Boy, y'all, y'all said a mouthful with that. But yeah, Chris Rock. Matter of fact, let's just run through Chris Rock and his, his presence in this, in this whole Empire mess, because all jokes aside, man, Chris Rock was only on Empire for about 40 minutes. <laughs> Chris Rock did not last long. So we find out that, you know, Chris Rock played this cat named Frank Gathers. I don't know if that's a playoff of Frank Lucas or what. But anyway, Chris Rock in the pen. He uh, arrives because he was locked up um, because of Cookie's anonymous testimony. Okay. Um, you know, inmates, they're intimidated by this cat. But we find out that Lucius um, used to sell drugs. For the uh, for for Chris Rock, um, and the two, you know, they looked like they was they was pretty cool, you know, just dapping each other up, showing each other love, whatever. So we go um, later into the episode, and um, so Chris Rock speaks to this guy. Well, D Ray, D Ray's playing uh, Cookie's cousin. Uh, what's his name? Jamel. Um, and you know, one one thing leads to another. Um, gathers a uh, uh, Chris Rock's character, you know, he knows that uh, D Ray or, or we just gonna call him D Ray. Man, look, this this thing is so out of whack. I'm just look Chris Rock character, and apparently D Ray's character killed one of of uh, Chris Rock's boys, but he denied it. <clears throat> so later on, we had this scene, man, where basically Franklin got this man to snitch on Cookie. Now, and this was one of the weirdest scenes, but <clears throat> this is where you kind of have to go behind the scenes. Because you find out that apparently, as crazy as this episode, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only been in this podcast for about, I mean, less than 15 minutes. <clears throat> and I've already told y'all like how crazy this thing is, right? So, apparently they want to make it even more crazy. Apparently, Chris Rock was supposed to be like some kind of like Hannibal type dude, like a, you know, a, a cannibal, man. Um... So, you know, you see Chris Rock and he got this bib on. It's all bloody, man. And looks like he eating uh, D-Ray's eye. Like, this his character's eye or something. But apparently, man, the way they had it originally set up, it was supposed to be like this gory scene where, you know, uh, can, cannibalism. <laughs> oh, man. Whoo, boy, y'all, y'all. Boy, y'all, <laughs> y'all doing too much, man. Y'all doing too much. Let me do this. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run through, um, this episode real quick. Uh, you know, just kind of, kind of pick up some points, uh, real fast. The, the big things that came out for, uh, to me, 
uh, as I mentioned, you know, Lucius in, is in jail and they treating him like he Nelson Mandela. Uh, you got front, you got Chris Rock, who was not only a gangster, but he's a cannibalistic gangster. But I know some of y'all, I man, y'all are real serious about this empire thing. Um, so basically, you know, Jamal is in a position now to run empire. Jamal, um, Jamal Lyon. Uh, you know, he's busy, you know, from the, he's so busy, you know, with the day-to-day stuff, you know, run, running the show that, um, that he can't even get in the studio, man. Plus, you know, he's in that position. It's, it's just like life, man. When you get in a position of power, everybody at your throat, man. And so, you know, his own, his own mama at his throat, you know, his brother's at his throat, man. And so that's, that's what's going on with Jamal. Um, it, it continues on, you know, Jamal, you know, he eventually, you know, visits, uh, Lucius in jail. You know, and you know that they have that that dialogue there, and <clears throat> you know, you 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 can see how, I you know you you can kind of tell something with with Lucius in in this show, like he's pretty much he's he's the kingmaker. You know, he he controls everything and everybody. He's like a master uh, manipulator, and you can kind of see how he how he working on Jamal. But um, you know, Lucius kind of put Jamal up on a game to the, uh, and I know I talked about this a lot earlier with uh, Mimi Whiteman, but you know, they was planning that hostile takeover. And so, you know, Lucius kind of put Jamal up on game. And um, sure enough, you know, it comes out, you know, Mimi Whiteman, you know, agrees to invest $250 million into the company. And, um, you know, uh, Cookie, between Cookie um, and, and the whole crew, man, you know, they think, hey, we're going to take this thing over. Well, man, if they don't find out that Lucius is, uh, you know, was behind the scenes all along, man. So that, that was a big deal, um, as, as well. So long, you know, long, long story short, uh, we get to a point in the episode. It's in like, it's, it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, talking back, going back to Chris Ross character. So I told you, man, he was, uh, he was supposed to be a cannibal and, you know, he, he got, um, Cookie's cousin, played by D-Ray, um, to snitch. So, man, if Cookie don't get in there, it's Cookie and her sister. Sister's played by Tasha Smith. I, man, I know. It's a, it's a lot of us in this thing, man. And, um, man, they get to the living room, and they have some kind of gift. It's like a little Godfather, you know, type joint. And they open up the box. It's this box, this gift box, and the boy head in there. Oh, Lord. So his head in there. So now everybody's like, Oh man, Frank Gather's going crazy. Frank Gather's going crazy. You know, uh, Cookie's in danger. Lucia's in danger. Everybody in danger. So, comes down to this big, um, big showdown. You know, with Chris Rock and uh, with Lucius. Lucius played by Terrence Howard, by the way. So, you know, you got Terrence Howard and Chris Rock in there, and they getting ready to, you know, go to war over, you know, all, all of this, uh, all these allegations and all, you know, all of this snitching and stuff. And so, Chris Rock called out the hit on Lucius. You know, uh, tell the prison guards to take him out. Or, excuse me, tell the other inmates to take him out. And uh turns out, man, Lucia's already bought them boys off. So, uh, man, they get in there and, you know, they beating on, on Chris Rock. And he hollering and, you know, Lucia's walking off. It's just, this thing was wild, man. So, <laughs> I know that was a lot in a little bit of time. But, long story short, I don't think I'll be watching another episode of Empire. I know that's some of y'all's thing, man, but you know, I just I'm I'm the type dude, man. I <laughs> I I can appreciate drama. 
I can I'll tell you what else I can appreciate, man. I can appreciate African Americans in Hollywood working. Cause I know that's a big deal for us, man. Even in twenty fifteen, you know, you have a show where you see so many black um Af- you know, African American faces. That's big for us, man. And you know, Empire is a is an Emmy nominated show. You know, and that's that's commendable. I just Man, I just, I just, I just got higher hopes for us, man. That's just, that's just the type of person I am. You know, I, I believe that we can be on TV. I ain't saying it's got to be all Cosby, you know, but I'll, I'll put it to you like this. To me, you can make a dramatic show and you can have flawed characters. You can have a moral characters and it can, and it can be dope and it can be well-written. Um, some of y'all are saying, well, Ken, maybe you should watch Power. You should watch Power. Power's a, you know, a well-written dope, um, you know, concept. I stay talking about House of Cards, man. Um, House of Cards, you have a ruthless pragmatist of a president who is also bisexual. Some might say trisexual, because man, that look, that um <laughs> that Frank man, um, played by that Frank Underwood, played by Kevin Spacey, man, he plays a heck of a role. I'm a um I'm a house of cards, man. I know everybody's got their shows. Um Look, I ain't. I, maybe I, I'll, I'll talk about scandal another time, man. You know what? Not nah, bump that. It's making a difference. We talking about shows, man. Scandal. First season, I loved it, man. I, you know, it was it was versatile. You know, you had this this young lady who had so much power, and then you know she got she had the affair thing working with the president, and I understood, man. He was trying to give her some flaws, but man, they rolled that thing a little too far. And I know some of y'all even listening and are saying like, yeah. They still riding that thing, man. It seemed like, you know, she'd be able to pull back. But, hey, that's the show. People like it. Um, you know, it is it is what it is. But that's that's my take on Empire. That's my take on a, on a lot of shows, man. I just, I hope, man, look, you ain't got to give me no Cosby, man. Just just give me something dope, man. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to call Empire. Um, you know, some people saying, you know, it's, it's Coon and it's this and it's that. I mean, you can have that perspective. I just, I look at it as particularly into the Black Lives Matter thing, man. Just ha- have, a- have some respect for the movement. If you're going to mention it, um, you know, mention it, give it give it its due respect. And that's all I'm going to say about Empire. We're going to go to commercial. Y'all probably saying, man, I thought all we was going to get was an Empire spoiler. Y'all know good and well. This is making a difference, man. I got to give y'all something, man, to chew on, man. I got to give you something that's going to uh, spiritually enrich you and financially enrich you. And so that's what we're going to talk about uh, when we come back. We're going to talk about some tips, um, not only for financing a franchise, I want to help you build your own empire. But if you're in a relationship, whether you're in a relationship with, you know, um, whether it's a husband and wife type thing, or maybe you're in a serious relationship with somebody you're thinking about marrying, but maybe your partner's credit score is janky, or maybe your credit score is janky, I'm going to give you some tips on how to raise your significant other's credit score. See, this is what I do here, man. I help build empires, man. This is what I do. Come on back with me, man. It's making a difference. Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state. From the simple to the complex, professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial. The wise choice for all your tax needs. 
This is Ken Macon from the hit show, Making a Difference, and I want to let you all know about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard. They're led by pharmacists Marshall and Baron Curtis, and I tell you, they provide health care at affordable prices. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they also provide free delivery service. So if you're looking for a pharmacy in the CSRA, look no further. The Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I hope you guys appreciated the Empire Season 2, Episode 1 spoiler. Probably going to be the only spoiler y'all get this season, or maybe ever. But I wanted to, uh, to tack on, you know, really a financial piece to help you build your own empire. First part of that, I want to talk about four tips for financing a franchise, and it's a lot of a lot of us out, or a lot of y'all out there listening, and I mean myself included, man. I mean we're trying to figure out ways to finance our franchise. We have a great idea. Uh, we're trying to monopolize it. I'm um, trying to you know uh, make look, hopefully make uh, make a hobby into a career. So I want to help you guys with that. Before you attempt to finance any business, uh, here are some tips that you need to know. Um, Let's talk about franchising for a minute. You know, one of the advantages of it, you know, there's a, a building support mechanism in place for you. Um, maybe you found a perfect business concept, um, but the only issue is you don't have the money. And of course, it's a, a common, um, you know, common, a common obstacle, you know, for any small business startup. We see it with uh, Shark Tank. That's why a lot of people come on Shark Tank uh, because, hey, you know, we're here with millionaires and billionaires. Y'all got bread, you know, throw me a little bit. Um, help you know help fund my idea so in this particular situation or i should say for this particular uh piece um there was a, a commentary with De- uh, devin connor with uh franchise marketing systems um they provide uh marketing and sales support um some of his clients include blimpy and costco i mean costco's definitely on the come up so uh, some some great advice he gave four uh four basic tips uh this is again devin connor he said first thing he said don't hope show uh, show the bank how you will take their money and turn it into a profitable business venture. Uh, picture the bank like any other person you would try to borrow money from. You know, people are going to be concerned, but they need to be able to trust you. And most importantly, they need to be able to believe that you will pay them back. Uh, the second thing is don't limit your sources. Uh, banks aren't the only options out there for a small business startup loan. Uh, you have private investor groups that exist, uh, but generally speaking, won't deal with you unless you're looking for over $2 million in funding. Wow. Uh, hard money loans exist, but you better have a quick ramp up to cover the cost of financing. Uh, you also have 401k rollovers, uh, which are also legitimate options for those who have funds in their retirement accounts. There's an um, there's a concept that's not listed here, and I want to strongly encourage you all um, to take advantage of this. You have small business enterprises um, that are government-funded entities. Go online. Um, I can tell you guys, if you're here in Augusta, Richmond County, uh, it's actually under the... I don't want to say that it's not the development authority, but it's the, it's the, I want to say it's the CSRA. Um, gosh, I, I can't, I can't think about it. It just escaped me, but there are groups. Uh, you have not only, uh, you have the CSRA business league. There are various organizations. I would imagine, you know, uh, in your community, some, some organizations, um, help out, you know, minority, um, you know, business owners, uh, uh business owners of color, as well as women. So take take advantage, and de- definitely ask around. If the if the bank says no, don't get discouraged. You know there's someone out there. If you have a great idea, that will say yes. 
Uh, develop a great business plan. Uh, develop a plan that shows the capability of the business and you. Um, basically, you should plan on selling yourself um, as much, if not more than, the business you are looking to fund. Uh, you know, and this goes into to me. Once you have a general idea and you have a great plan of what you want to do, it makes it easier for your personality to shine through your idea. And trust me, people gravitate towards that. You know, I, I can just tell you for myself. As I'm pushing, making a difference, and I talk about different topics, man, y'all know my, my loves, man. I love talking about politics. I love talking about sports. I love, you know, sharing information, you know, just in, in terms of what's going on in the community, you know, understanding things that are at stake. And I really get into those conversations, man. I, um, I want to shout out my dude, Jimmy Johnson, man. Jimmy Johnson, who held it down on that NFL preview. If you haven't heard the NFL preview, um, go look, go to SoundCloud, just like you, you may be here on SoundCloud or you're here on iTunes. Um, either way, go back to the NFL preview and, and check that out. But Jimmy, Jimmy was talking about during one of my segments, he said, you know, he you know, loves the show. But during one of the segments, he was like, man, it was almost like he was reading off a paper. You know, your personality wasn't coming through. And I was like, yo, yo, you know, that's a good point, man. So I try to make it a point, man, before I come on here with y'all to, you know, intimately understand the material and you know just being able to address the things that, that we're talking about here and give it to y'all in a way man that just makes it something that, that sticks with y'all fourth thing you need to have a personal balance uh, sheet to get a loan plan on needing to have a credit score of at least 680 and a net worth of one and a half times what you're asking for in the small business loan uh, you should also have 30 percent of the loan to put up in collateral to the lender in this market so basically you got to have your money together but what i what i would strongly recommend is this if you have a plan again go to the um go to your local business leader you know go to uh your your local organization governmental organization that helps out with small businesses research for yourself it's the 21st century y'all it's almost like you know with, with so many different things that we see on social media that we see on the internet there are still some diamonds in the rough that all you have to do is just go to Google. Um, you know, go go to a search engine and put in uh, put in you know uh, small business help, and you'll be surprised about some of the resources that will come back. So that's if you're um, that's not necessarily a you know if you're if you're single. I mean, you can have a business model that you you know you may want to finance a franchise with your significant other or with your wife. But with that said. Uh, let's talk about if you're in uh, in a relationship and you want to help raise your significant other or your spouse's low credit score. Look, it's not just your partner's problem. It's your, it's your problem as well, especially if you want to buy a house together or if you want to buy a car together. Um, while married couples don't inherit each other's credit scores, one partner's week's credit score could sink the family's financial goals. As I mentioned, it goes it's the same thing in relationships. Um I'm just going to go through some things here very quickly, just some key points to focus on, and we know what happens when we start talking about money. You start fighting. So before y'all get, get into these conversations, man, just say no hurt feelings, and just be, be open and honest. I, I can't say that enough in relationships. I mean, not just with money, but with anything, man. Just be open and honest about your preferences, about your concerns, about your likes, about your dislikes. 
Because if, if this is a person that you that you're committed to, you know, spending the foreseeable future with or spending the rest of your life with, then uh, there should be no secrets. At any rate, um, do encourage diligence about credit card payments. The strength of your credit score is based 35% on your bill payment history and 30% on your level of outstanding debt, particularly credit card debt. And I'm going to tell you where we take them L's. It's not only do we have the outstanding debt, but we're not even making the minimum payments. Come on, man. I mean, you can have, you can owe a credit card. You can have a line. I mean, you could owe like, let's say you owe like $4,000. I mean, comparatively speaking, man, your minimum payment is, I mean, it might be what? $60, $70. Well, nah, I'm tripping there. <laughs> Look, it'll be a little closer to like $120 to $125. Make your minimum payments, y'all. That That's going to help your credit score more than you think. I know it's frustrating because it's like, man, it seems like my balance never goes down. And that's where, you know, you have to save and Maybe instead of paying one twenty five, you pay, you know, two hundred. But you gotta at least pay your minimum payment, or talk, you know, um, talk to, you know, your your bank or talk to the credit card company about a forbearance policy. Something. What you don't want to do is keep taking the L's on the minimum payments. Now, um, also remind your partner to pay. Um, as I mentioned, remind your partner to pay his or her bills on time each month. Um, explain to your significant other that it's important to keep outstanding balances on his or her cards under 20% of the limit on those cards uh, since the formulas reward a low utilization ratio. But here's the other important part of that. Don't step in to wipe away your partner's missteps. Um, think twice before using personal savings to clear up your partner's towering credit card balance. Uh, if the debt stems from reckless and irresponsible spending, bailing out your significant other won't teach any lessons. As a matter of fact, you'll be an enabler. But here's the deal. Um, you can't let your partner piggyback. You know, if you have good credit and you have a good credit line, let me explain. Um, another possible efficient way to improve your partner's credit rating is by adding him or her to one of your major credit cards as an authorized user. Uh, most scoring models incorporate authorized user accounts in the credit score calculation so they can contribute positively. All you have to do is call up your credit card um, issuer and request to put your partner's name onto the account as an authorized user. Uh, he or she will receive a personal card attached to your credit limit in the mail. Now, uh, here's the deal. Make sure you monitor um, your significant other spending activity regularly. Uh, if your partner gets too swipe happy, you may want to cancel access so you don't see your score come down <laughs> or your balance go up beyond what you can afford to pay. Now, here's, a very, here's the difference. Um, make sure that you're doing this within the parameters of your own card and not co-signing them on their card. Uh, taking on a new credit card and using it responsibly is a, another way to help improve one's credit rating. But if your partner needs you to co-sign or be added as a, uh, quote, secondary borrower, think twice. Why? Because you're lending more than just your name. If your spouse falls behind on payments, the bank could come after your money. Um, so those are some things uh, to think about. Tell you some, some great information here. I um, was glad to be able to share that with you on helping to build your financial empire. I got to shout out my man, Dave Ramsey. I, I've talked about him a lot, you know, during the course of the Making a Difference series. I just read a, a well, I, I should say I watched the story that really spoke to me. Um, there was this guy named Biker Ken on uh, on the Dave Ramsey show. And got, he had about $394,000 in debt. 
He eliminated that debt debt in 18 months, y'all. 18 months. Uh, makes about 150k a year. Uh, sold his house. Basically, what he did is he just put his head to the um, put his nose to the grindstone and he just chiseled out that debt, man. Um, started working, worked a lot of overtime. Just basically did what he had to do to get out of debt. And that story really inspired me. But um, you can go to I think it's DaveRamsey.com. You know, I I have so much respect for Dave Ramsey. I know some of you guys think the world of Clark Howard. Whoever it is, just get that financial assist um, financial assistance. Maybe you maybe you need a financial advisor. Financial advisor, excuse me. And some banking entities. I'm with USAA, and I know USAA provides that service uh, free of charge. The financial advisor, whatever it is, take advantage of it because to be in debt is to be a slave. It's to deny yourself financial freedom. And I'm, I'm fighting to get out of it. I know some of you guys listening in are fighting to get out of it as well. So I'm praying for you guys, rooting for you guys. Y'all do the same for me. Um, that concludes the Empire Spoiler slash Building Your Financial Empire. I love you guys so much, man. This is Ken Making with Making a Difference signing off. Peace and God bless.